Hi, welcome to my podcast, Articulate. My name is Divya Sharma, and I have started this podcast to bring together students of art and tutors from all over the world, creating a community by talking with them about their backgrounds, their art practice, their inspirations and experiences. Today, I have the pleasure of talking to Jeremy Ip. He's a um, an artist who's based in Hong Kong. Uh, he works with um, oil paints, and I have seen his work in his degree show in um, in his uh, college uh, in London, where he did his masters in painting. His paintings are so beautiful and so mesmerizing, and uh, the minute you start watching it, you kind of uh, go into another world. It is quite introspective. And um, that's why I chose Jeremy to basically talk about um, his work and his um, art practice in general. Hi, Jeremy. Hi, Divya. How are you? I'm fine. How are you doing? Uh, yeah, pretty good. It's night time in Hong Kong right now. Great. So um, you had told me that uh, it's not that bad, the lockdown in uh, Hong Kong, in terms of uh, freedom of movement. How is it there? Um, I think because Hong Kong start to kind of avoid the spread out of the uh, virus, mm -hmm. so have a better situation compared to Europe or somewhere else like mm -hmm. America. You'll so, have to speak louder, Jeremy. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, sure. So I think the situation is not that serious right now in Hong Kong. We have already um, got the five. This is the fifth day that we don't have any cases. Oh, that's cases fantastic. Yeah. Wow. So I think it's getting better. Mm. You started quite early, so I suppose um, uh, you were able to curtail the numbers quite quickly in, um, uh, because you're, you, know, you got to know from China about uh, the virus quite early on, isn't it? Yeah, uh, we kind of not really trust the information from China. Mm. So once they have some cases, we already think it will be very serious. Mm. So basically all the Hong Kong people get their own protection very mm. well. So do you have to wear masks now when you go out? Masks and gloves? Oh. Yeah, it's quite popular in Hong Kong to wear masks. Mm. Basically everyone has it. Wow. So, uh, yeah, so tell us something, tell the listener something about yourself, um, how old you are and um, where you studied for your graduation and master's, etc. Um, so I'm 30 years old right now. Mm -hmm. I grew up in Hong Kong, which is a very small city and very high population. Yeah. So it's very crowded everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, so we don't have much space. And we work a lot. Mm. And I studied art um, in Yuli in Hong Kong first. Mm -hmm. And I get to touch the uh, painting, photography, ceramic, or something outside that. Mm -hmm. And I was painting to have a further study after that in London. Um, yeah, I think it's quite different perspective uh, from Hong Kong people how to see paintings and uh, how painting valued in the UK is this kind of difference. It's different. So, um, how long was your course in um, in in your BA? Uh, it's three years courses. Yeah. 
and it is like uh, like you said it is um, multidisciplinary you could work with any of the mediums that you chose yes uh, so basically the first year they kind of asking you to try multiple multimaterial mm-hmm. and anything you're interested in mm-hmm. and then you can have some free elective course to have a further study to those areas right so um i remember you had said something about studying in korea so tell us about that you did a residency or what was your um reason for going to korea so that is um exchange program oh right at um, the uni mm-hmm. and i go there because i found korean i mean korea is a space that I cannot communicate with my language mm. really well because mm. they speak Korean not much people can speak in English yeah I think it will be a quite interesting experience that if you go to somewhere completely different to your life and then you will have some hopefully I will have some uh, new perspective to everything mm-hmm. uh, actually I did I mean I even though all the human seems like the same but all the culture stuff all the things is slightly different it's actually it's actually really opened up my mind right how long was the uh, was the exchange uh it's a one year program oh one year is a long time so you had to probably learn the language a bit and um yeah. mhm so I how find, mm-hmm. sorry i just want to say that the language is also have some um effect effect to the people because uh people also say that it's the language language terms so no i didn't get that what was that uh that's mean the language you are say speaking uh will affect your system of your mind oh, okay um how do you think about things like mm-hmm. korean language also speaks some important things at the last uh is 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 it this is the same as japanese but the system of english will be different like we will say something very important first maybe yeah <laughs> i don't know wow but that's interesting when you mentioned that um the language kind of um uh drives the way the brain actually thinks so you uh, you're saying that depending on where you come from you approach um, learning new things quite differently is that what you're saying yeah mm-hmm. yes um so how was your experience in um london when you um this was this the first time that you traveled to the uk or uh, to the west basically uh yes It's actually my first time to travel to the west mm-hmm. because it's quite expensive to go there from mm-hmm. Hong Kong and mm-hmm. also it's a long flight. And this was a two year course wasn't it? You mean the the masters. masters? Yeah. It's a one year course. Oh it was a one year course right. So um how was it different from how it is taught in um, in hong kong the, the the masters course and the 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 curriculum the style of teaching etc i think um the teaching style is kind of more free in uk mm-hmm. because 
they really value your personal uh, exploration. Sorry, so I didn't they, get that. What was that? You, they value your? They value your personal perspective, your personal view. Yeah, okay. uh, exploration. Exploration, right, right, right. Yeah. So you have to work really hard to all your... Uh, to focus on your interests, well, then they will try to guide you to some um, path to be success. But you have to really um, go to research your own stuff. Right. So is it, um, did your, the style of work that you do, did it change after your move to the UK? Your, the paintings that I, you did in your master's course, was it very different from the work that you did before? The masters. I think it's slightly different, but um, so the changes is when I study in UK, I learn more about the um, tradition of painting, mm. all the material, or how the people value it, how they see it. So when I know more about different um, material that I can use on the paint, and I actually enjoy the basic one and more, I mean, the oil paint, mm. rather than add more texture, adding more, um, I don't know, new object on the painting, but I still enjoy the basic one more. And also, I know I can um, work on a bigger scale, because always so small, it's kind of really hard, even though you make one, it's hard to trans transform, transfer to another places as well. So... Yeah, I think all the environment, all the background in UK changed my um, painting practice a bit. A bit. So, do you think the scale of your paintings makes a, a difference uh, to how your um, ideas evolve? So, you said something about making it bigger when you were in the UK. So, did that allow you to um, uh, kind of um, express your ideas much better? in a very simplistic way, like I'm asking, but um, does it make a difference with the scale of work that you do? I believe the scale will also depend on your human body. So when you work on something, an object, even though you're doing some sculpture or something, the physical form of your body will also be a limit or be a very essential factor to your work mm -hmm. um, so I am able to try on a bigger scale in UK so when I do that um, for example my graduation show I did a 2.7 meter square painting mm -hmm. well at that moment I'm able to experience the limitation of my body the height or um, and I have to fight with the time because it would get dry or something mm. um, so all those experience is um, will affect my decision of the next step of the painting as well mm -hmm. well I will say those kind of very new experience is interesting to me but it, this is not really necessary for me to do any big painting but just because I got that chance that at that moment that's why I did it right right so tell us um, about your um, art practice in general. What is it that um, 
you paint about? Um, I would say it's actually a life practice. Mm-hmm. So I believe a better life, maybe, I would say maybe, because I can't force everyone to believe it. But I would say it's good to um, learn how to accept things. Uh, to accept example, things. Uh, accept. Yeah. Acceptance. <clears throat> so it's also a thing, a thought from Japanese notion philosophy. Mm. It's called wabi sabi, but wabi sabi, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of also related to Buddhism. So you cannot really find the original source, but mm. it doesn't matter because it's about uh, be with something, be with uh, and accept the nature, like. For example, this um, virus nowadays is just a phase of mm-hmm. your life or of the earth. Mm-hmm. So it's not a really dramatic change. Um, it's, it's changed the human economic system a bit, but for the earth, it's actually kind of recovery. Mm. Uh, so there's always different perspective of things. So for my painting, I always do some very extra wonder shape object. So you cannot really tell what is it, but you can have a sense from your daily life because you see a lot of wonder shape things. So you, it's just like you're seeing something, uh, some cloud on the sky. So you have some imagination to many things. Right. So I enjoy putting this kind of shape on my painting and using multiple layers to enhance the depth. So you can also see the different layers and different color depth on my painting. So this kind of meditative uh, sensation. Uh, and I also like it to provide a very peaceful and calm situation for the viewers. So. Right. I think it's very important for people in Hong Kong because we are so tense and it, uh, yeah, and very high pressure. High pressure, so yeah. I, mm-hmm. I think this is also a reason why I paint and this, is, this helped me to escape from this society maybe. Right. I can see that in your paintings definitely. But I remember that um, uh, the last time that we met, this uh, the riots in Hong Kong were going on and you were really keen to go back home to uh, be part of those, um, you know, that experience. So do you say that none of the political things that are happening around you has an effect on your work? I will say it affects my work a bit, of course, mm. um, because the whole movement is such a very tragic. Mm. So I cannot get avoid, but I usually I don't like to put a very significant, a very, a very clear symbol in my painting. Right. So I always bury it or cover it or transform it a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but because at that moment, it's still happening. In, um, when I'm in London, it's still happening. So yeah. I can't avoid to think about that. So it's just get into my painting kind of 
I cannot avoid. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. So you can't avoid not thinking about it or um, kind of using sim. You don't want to use uh, real yeah. symbols, but then there is some amount of that in your work, is what you're saying. Yes. Absolutely. So do you have um, when you say that? Like I always want to ask um, artists from the East. I've asked um, other people from India too. So, do you refer to um, art um, history of the West, or do you refer to your own art legacy from your own um, country or from your own subcontinent or the continent that um, um, that you come from? what kind of references do you use when you um want to uh, when you have ideas and you're generating ideas and you want to look for examples um i think it's quite interesting that when you mention about eastern artists yeah i also find that there's some differences between eastern and western mm. in some way mm. um so when i go to london and i saw tv program talking about western art they said the western people love landscape painting the most right <laughs> and when i look back to the eastern painting mm. we are kind of focusing on the soul on something abstract one of them make you very um very real very precise mm -hmm. um so i would say that the whole education or the growing background in my life in the East is kind of focused on the philosophy a bit mm -hmm. since young because of the Buddhism or something. Or, yeah, so we always think a lot to, um, to anything. Mm -hmm. um, so... Uh, so do you have, also, like, um, artists that you can see from your history or contemporary artists do you have any anybody that you can name who really inspire your work so in a philosophy way mm -hmm. um because the old time china which has a good uh, uh philosophy uh, philosophers yeah in the old time but not now yeah and so at that moment, they already think about something very deep, like what is the value of something? What is the real size of something? It's actually, it's just a comparing. Mm -hmm. um, you, your attention something more is just comparing the artist. So nothing is really having a real value itself. Um, so those kind of philosophy thinking is deep down in my mind, like, since when I was young. Um, but to the management of the um, of the ritual of painting, yeah. I actually get interested since I saw Matisse or Van Gogh, of course, those kind of big masters. Mm. But uh, I like Matisse most because he kind of um, not really branded by anything um, much. So... His painting is not in the mainstream of the art history at all, but he does have a very important um, position there. Mm -hmm. Right. So what is it that you're doing now? 
um, what is the project that you're working on now at the uh, moment? At the moment, I'm thinking about to work on the small size, mm -hmm. um, due to the space in Hong Kong as well. So I got couples of canvas, like 30 uh, cm square. Mm -hmm. And then I will try to work on them. And yeah, I always do build up the background first. And then yeah, why don't you explain your the technique that you use for your painting? That I think the process is as important as the end result with your work. Yeah, it? I can share the development. Mm. So I always build a background, um, randomly with different layers of colors mm -hmm. because of the oil paint is able to show the. Um, opacity of the oil paint. Mm -hmm. So after a few days, you can kind of see something, but you cannot certainly see a form. Yeah, and then we kind of get the sense of its characteristic of that painting, and then this is a start for me to meditate or imagine something related to that color or that form or that depth, and then we have a draft to do some very wonder shape on my notebook. Mm -hmm. uh, after that, I will pick one, but I do not really copy the same uh, form to the yeah. canvas. I also have a free hand to draw it and then modify it a bit um, until I satisfy with the form on the canvas. Because if I because all the things affect each other, like the thickness, the oil, the uh, I mean the material of the canvas itself, right. also affect the form on the canvas. So, how many layers the, do you have, like in on average? Um, so, I would say as a start will be eight, eight sorry, eight layers uh, at the start. So. At least I will got eight layers, and right. then I will still working on it a bit more and more. So I can, I can't really count after that. Wow! So how important is color theory for you? I know. Um, I realize that with your paintings, there are very specific tone of your paintings. So how important is that for um, you to work with uh, a certain kind of colors? I do you give any um kind of thought on the mood of the painting that you're um, working towards? I think the color is also based on my painting method mm -hmm. because uh, how I paint my painting is using a very long time to do one layer. Um, I will use the paint to um, use my brush to put the paint very hard on the painting and then you will get to, into a very thin layer. Right. So every time when I do that, the layer will kind of merge to each other. You cannot really see a very high contrast to, right. um, to one surface unless I do some very um, firm shape on it. Mm -hmm. So those kind of uh, relation of how I paint uh, will kind of create a tone already. Yeah. 
And I also think about the colors. I don't really like to use very high contrast to pop up something or to try to get attention from anyone. But mm -hmm. I think it's just not like the nature somehow. Mm -hmm. Right. And um, I know that you do, you um, also work. Um, um, in a day job. Uh, so what is it that you, is it related to the art world or is it completely different from uh, the paint, um, I mean, the art industry? Uh, I don't think it's completely different. Mm. I, work, uh, I work in the post-production industry. Okay. So I'm a retoucher on the digital photo. Um, so it helps me to see the precise um, change of human ideal image on the pictures. Um, it's helped me to see how the society like on the image in a commercial world right. and advertising. So I will get more knowledge about um, the excitement of the advertising visual um, and for my painting I would like to do the completely difference because I know I realize they're completely like opposite isn't it the kind of process that you use for your art and the work that you do which is uh, quite digital and quite um, uh, yeah immediate because I work on that kind of industry so I can able to see the end of that extreme yeah so the art able to find another opposite extreme in, a, in another way. Mm -hmm. So it's helped me to see the whole spectrum to get really good understanding on the two differences. So do you think it's important to, um, to do something else apart from uh, um, being an artist in order to get a kind of... A, 360 degree view of um, life in general like yeah I know actually I agree that you better to try more in your life to experience something different mm -hmm. rather than just focus on one single conversation yeah so you can able to gain more experience to see more to know more uh, perspective yeah um, yeah. So, are you planning to um, uh, travel the site to the UK for? Uh, do you have any exhibitions planned um, in uh, in either Hong Kong or London? I I actually think that I'm still young mm -hmm. uh, in some way, uh, so I'm not really rushed to have an exhibition. And I'm not really keen on having one exhibition because I'm doing art for myself, but well then that's why I didn't use it for earning money or something else. Right. Um, so I think it would be more interesting when I'm doing more and more painting and then until I'm 60 or 70 and then I make a exhibition or something and then people will say wow it's such a kind so of it's a your legacy it's more like your legacy than your livelihood it's more like a 
treasure you find in a cave or in a forest that you missed it, but did actually exist in the world. And then it's something very calm, but huge. So do you think like, um, I know I was about to end, but I wanted, I wanted to ask you one more thing. Um, I've noticed even the last time when you had buyers, you were quite hesitant to sell your paintings. So do you think that commercializing, commerce, the, the monetary aspect of this industry corrupts ideas and um, the actual quality of paintings? Do you think that it um, affects you as a painter, the fact that, uh, uh, you know, you might have to sell your paint? I mean, do you even have any thoughts about that, about the fact of that yeah, you know, have, this um, industry is quite... Um, a money making not racket mm-hmm. but it is quite a uh, um uh, closed kind of um community of uh, yeah, buyers and sellers mean. um so recently i'm thinking about that too yeah uh, so i think there's two ways of making art mm-hmm. one um you are making a product mm-hmm. another one is you are making art for yourself so when you are making a product, I think it's totally all right to sell it. And you can also consider the customer, what do they like? And you are just using your gift, your talent, your perspective, your skill to make something beautiful in mm-hmm. the world. Mm-hmm. So you can sell it. Then another way you're making art. Um, so you're kind of answering your question in your life. You're not really focusing on the money issue. So you're just trying to approach something you think that, that's important in your life. Yeah. So, yeah, and that's why I'm also struggle to make some product to mm-hmm. gain some money, but I actually get kind of a stable income from my job. Right. <laughs> so I don't think I have to put my art into a product yet right right that's great so it was amazing speaking to you jeremy thanks a lot for giving us your time and uh, uh, where do we um, where is your um, social media presence so that people if they want to see your work uh, how do we get to um, see it do you have an instagram oh i have an instagram called uh, so this is called the I-W-C-P-A-I-N-T. So it's I-W-C Paint. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Jeremy. Take care. Thank you so much, Tiffia. Have a good day today. Thank you.